right, welcome to the Gaslighting Podcast. My name is John Jamingo, the Charlie Brown of podcasting. And with me is my co-host for the time being, because I fire him like Taco Bell employees. <laughs> Devin Necker. How you doing, Devin? Oh, good, good, good. Shh, gonna cut that out of there because I just I did that. I want you to tell you I don't want I don't want you to tell anybody where you work. We're giving you okay. We're giving okay, you an yep. alias. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah, we'll keep giving you an alias. Yeah, keep that in mind. So Devin and I we met on another show that lasted six point two episodes, and mm-hmm. uh, that didn't work out. We broke up like a punk band in the eighties. We had like that s- podcast got hit like fucking Hiroshima. <laughs> It was a bold move. It was uh, it, it was something that I, I thought maybe that would work out. It didn't, and uh, but it, you know what? It did go out like Hiroshima. It really did. So anyhow, what's this podcast about? We're just going to kick it around. And oh god, I hate when people say that. Basically, should this be a podcast? I don't know, but we have something to say, and we're going to say it. Yeah, we'll figure this shit the fuck out, and. Unfortunately for you guys, me and John have a lot of shit to say that you're probably not going to like. I need an outlet. That's my problem. Yeah, me too. I need an outlet. I need to be able to talk. I don't care if anybody listens. I do care, but I don't care. Right. Yeah, me too. It's like almost being in a wall and screaming at the wall. Should this be a podcast? Yeah. I don't know. The people will figure it out. Yeah, exactly. We'll see what happens. So have you been paying attention to Cuba? Oh, yeah. Uh, The one thing that I've seen a lot of, uh, I'm on Twitter a little bit. I don't post. I mostly, you know, scroll through and try to see what's interesting or funny. But one thing I have seen a lot of is people basically like trying to brand Cuba as this like glorious country. Not so much. When it's a fucking shithole. Yeah. Well, okay. So here's the issue. Uh, I guess when you starve your people, when they have no medication, when their lives are so fucking miserable that they'll mm. jump on a fucking tire tube and try to go 90 miles to the United States. You know, after a while, people have had enough. But the problem mm-hmm. is, right now, they have no guns. They have no weapons. Mm. All they have is sticks and stones and pipes or whatever they can find. Meanwhile, the government has guns, AK-47s, and they are they are locking it down over there. They shut the internet off. Some towns they shut the electricity. Oh, yep, I saw that. They shut the electricity off and the water. So it's like if you don't behave, we're going to make your life even more miserable. And I, you know what? Yeah. They've had enough. And I don't know if they're going to be able to make it or not. What I see in this country is the same thing happening here. Yeah, I was actually just about to say that. There's a, a couple parallels going on because you know. There's the the Democrats and the Republicans, right? Mm-hmm. But with the way that the current, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, who's in charge now? You know, Joe Biden. Correct. Very left. Yes. Far left, even if you would. Yeah. And nowadays, even on social media or anything, if you aren't in right think, you just get banned. You can't have the wrong opinion anymore. You. The wrong opinion. Sorry. It makes no sense to me. It, it honestly gets on my fucking nerves. So what you're saying, and I, t- I totally agree with you, is how the government now along in goose step with the media talks about mm-hmm. what's going on. It's not what they tell you. It's also what they don't tell you. 
Exactly. So uh, our fabulous press secretary now, Jen Psaki, they asked her a question about the anti-vaccine misinformation. And they say Mm -hmm. there's no lists, but uh, check this out. So about, I think this was a question asked before, there's about 12 people who are producing 65% of anti-vaccine misinformation on social media platforms. 12. 12 people producing 65% of the anti-vaccine misinformation. So who are these 12 people? Right. Who are these 12 people? Number one, how do you know that it's misinformation? Number two. True. Mask, not mask. Two masks, no mask. You get the vaccine, right. you can go out. Now we got the Delta variant. Now we're going to sh- shut down again. People in this country are fucking sick of it. No, everybody's fucking done with it. Like, especially here, you know, at my job. So you remember the first shutdown. So for about two weeks, we had no business. Like we had to close the store early every single night because we just didn't have any business. But after those two weeks were up. I don't know if it was different in other states, but in Michigan, people were done with it after for two fucking weeks. Yeah. I mean, everybody would listen. They said, okay, we need two weeks to shut it down, two weeks to flatten the curve. And then after that, well, we had to go out and do something. I mean, there's people that didn't have to. We're used to doing things. The only food you could get was fast food through a drive through All the restaurants were shut down. So you guys were, you know, you and the other fast food places, pizza places, other restaurants, the only thing they had was takeout. So you guys must have got swamped. Just fucking crazy. And all that fucking leads to is people leaving their jobs because they feel overwhelmed. Okay. And a lot of them were shut down, too. A lot of other businesses were shut down. Yeah, that too. You know, your waitresses, they were done. Bartenders, they were basically done. Your strippers, Mm -hmm. your hookers, any kind of... That wasn't deemed essential. Right. So anyhow, let me get back to this story. She's got 12%. So we don't make lists, but here we go. 12 people are giving 65% of the anti-vaccine information. All of them remain active on Facebook, despite some even being banned on other platforms, including Facebook, ones that Facebook owns. Third, uh, it's important to take faster action against harmful posts. As you all know, information travels quite quickly on social media platforms. Sometimes it's not accurate, and Facebook needs to move more quickly to remove harmful, uh, uh, violative posts. Posts Says who? Who says they're harmful? Okay, wait, wait. Yeah, you know what also is harmful? Saying that being absolutely morbidly obese is healthy. That's not true. You know how I know? I'm morbidly obese. That's how I know. <laughs> Fuck off, John. <laughs> That's how I know. I know how this goes. It's like, again, you're not talking. Okay, well, I guess I'm not talking about you. No, no. I'm talking you're talking about, about me. Of course I'm in that problem. I'm talking about women. Well, men too. It's not, it's not well, gender no, specific. It's just, and I understand, you know, once you get to a, you know, a certain point in age, there's only so much that you can do. And I assume that you're taking steps to, you know, better your health yeah, somewhat. Yeah, yeah. Well, if you want to, okay. Yeah, so exactly. Here's the thing. So in our hiatus, I haven't been talking to you. Mm-hmm. One thing that I um, I got into, I, I had more time in my hands because I wasn't doing so much podcasting. So I started going right. to the doctor and, you know, I got to type 2 diabetes. So I was going to the doctor and you know what? I know when you get this, if you don't take care of it, it, it you know, it's the beginning of the end. No. Yeah, it's exactly. So you really got to. And so what they do 
is they tell you you got to exercise, you got to eat fiber, you got to drink water, you got to stop with the carbs, you know, no more tapioca pudding. Of course, we got to bring up tapioca pudding. No more tapioca pudding. You can't have it, right? So I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm all in. So then I go to another doctor and they gave me this thing. And one of the biggest problems is inactivity. And I just think to myself, mm-hmm. it's absolutely right because as you get older, you get some people, they start to get inactive. And I am worried about you, young man. Because you say you, Me and yeah, 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 yeah. Because right now you're young, right? You got the metabolism mm-hmm. of a, a blast furnace. But when you get to thirty, and that starts to slow down. No, I, I mean, yeah. And I know you work. I mean, hard. I haven't. I honestly haven't had that great of a metabolism in my life. Yeah. Um, I have what is called, uh, I think, hypothyroidism. Oh, Jesus. Okay. So my thyroid is slow, and I've had this since I was eighteen. All right. So I actively have to like, you know, watch what I intake. I literally only eat like one meal a day. I do too. Because I get worried about, you know, doing too much and then ending up like uh, multiple of my family members. So one of the things that I do is I edit podcasts and I also edit a podcast that's about diabetes. And the interview that I was editing this week, this guy was in his 80s. He was diagnosed in 1957 with diabetes. And back Mm -hmm. then they really didn't know much about it. They gave him insulin and... You know, and but they said that you got to exercise, and he took mm-hmm. that to heart. And he would go and play three rounds of golf, and then come home and mow the lawn. So he, you know, exercise to him was very, very important. And mm-hmm. so, what kills people is inactivity, and I get all that. Yeah. So, and that's what's going on with this whole COVID thing. I swear they put oh, yeah, this out no. there to get rid of all the fats and the olds. <laughs> Right. And that's one thing I realized, too. Like, uh, you know, we just recently got the lease signed to where I live now. So it is officially me and my girlfriend's place. So now when I walk around and I see, you know, messes and stuff, I'm just like, I got to take care of that. Oh, look at you. I can't just fucking sit here and not do anything. Okay. When my father was your age, I was six. Mm -hmm. My sister mm-hmm. was four. Could you imagine having a six-year-old and a four-year-old right now? Oh, no, absolutely not. Now, listen, I waited until I was later in life to get married and have kids. I was 35. But back then, you know, there wasn't the internet. There wasn't also, you went out, you were active. Now, everything's at your fingertips. Yeah. No, you can just, you can talk to anyone you want to within like. Look at you. A snap of your finger. You're in, you're in Michigan. I'm in New Jersey. We're having a conversation. We sound like we're in the same Right. Room. Yeah. Okay. And when I was your age, the only way you could play a video game was you had to go somewhere, go in a building, and there was this big box with a screen on it. You put a quarter right. in and you had to play a game. I mean, it's not unlimited amount of games and stuff like that. Yeah, or you had to pay a ridiculous amount of money for one system and all you had was like one or two games. Just started. When and that I, was it. Yeah, I, yep. Like in 85, I think, is when those games first started coming out, really, as a, a game console. Mm-hmm. So, and now... It, Nowadays, you know, people come home, they have, uh, I, I think there's game leagues. I don't know. I mean, you would know more about oh, this yeah, than there me. Is. Dude, I saw a thing on the, uh, the internet the other day. It was a driving game, but what it was, it was the console. It had the driving seat, the foot yep, pedals. You have the whole seat yeah, but that this, actually shakes. Yeah. Like, the, the wheel actually shakes, too, and it's, like, it's... What's the point? What's the point in going out and doing anything when we have shit that that's fucking cool now? But even now, I'm looking at it and I'm like, why? I don't even want to be stuck here playing my games anymore. 
dude, it had a 55 inch screen on top of it. The gas pedal, like when you pushed when you pushed on the brake, it had resistance, like it had a shock. Yeah, it would have resistance. The handle, the there was uh, the the stereo speakers, the noise were was in behind you, so it sounded like you were in a car. It was fucking amazing, and I'm thinking to myself, now that's something I could get into, play with, and not a fr- and at my age, you know, take out a wall. Knock out a, you know, flip a couple times and not get hurt. And not only that, too, but, like, you know, with those types of games, you're actually doing, you know, a sense of exercise. Not actual yeah. exercise, but you're you're technically doing something more so than just sitting here, you know. <laughs> Playing with your controller. Right, exactly. <laughs> they got them now. They plug them into the phone. And it's, you know, you plug it into the phone, you hook it on the other side, and it's Bluetooth. Yeah. And it's, it, I mean, just... Dude, the technology right now, if, I mean, when I was younger, this kind of, we are living in the most unbelievable times right now, and we're fucking it all up. We're fucking it all up. we are. I don't understand why this is happening. Okay, you see, okay, I'm 25, and I get mad now when I see kids, you know, like my friend's kids or whatever, that instead of, you know, interacting or actually, you know, playing or something with something physical... All they do is fucking hand them a tablet. I'm like, you know what you're doing, right? Like, all you're, all you're doing is creating another one where all they do is just get sucked into the fucking screen. Sure. When I was younger. What happened to parenting? Well, you give them, this is what it is. And again, here's what happened to the parenting. It wasn't any better when I was a kid. We just got thrown out of the oh. house. We didn't have, they didn't have yeah, a tablet. No, yeah, me too. We got thrown out. Get out. Go out and play. And then they didn't even know where the fuck you went. You could have went, you know, you yeah, could have exactly. went anywhere. As long as you were home, you before. just make sure that you come home before those streetlights. You better, turn goddamn on. right, you better be home. And and yep. they would stand outside and scream. The mothers would go out on the front step and scream your name, and then you, you oh, you better get so and so. You better get home. That I mean, that's what we did. You know, we would go out. Well, you we, see, my my mom, my mom had a whistle. Oh. Before I had a cell phone, my mom had a whistle. Before. And I swear to God, I could hear that from anywhere I was at. And I'm just like, yeah, I better get my ass home before I get my ass whooped. <laughs> Got a whistle. We had a friend of ours. Her mom would come out, and she would mm-hmm. scream her the brother's name, who was older than us. She would scream the brother's name, and I swear you could hear it echo through the whole. I mean, through the oh, whole yeah. town. It was amazing. But I mean, so that's where we are right now. And the thing is, basically, what it says is, strong men make good times. Good times yes. make weak men. Weak men make True. hard times. It's kind of like a circle of life. It, it really is. And I could tell you when I was growing up before um, I met my stepdad and everything, I was never the way I am now. Like I would be what you would be bully in fucking high school. You would call a pussy because I, I never found anything like that fun. I never did sports. I did marching band. Eh, marching band, marching band. That's about it. And then, you know, I got into shooting with my granddad as I got older. And I'm just like, oh, so this is what it's actually about. Not just fucking sitting at home and playing video games all goddamn day. Yeah. There are people in Cuba right now that are fighting the, the government. They're marching and they're like, you know what? Right. We don't care. We don't care if we die. We're done. This thing with Pitbull. Let me see if I can get this to play. This is a message to the world. We need to stand up, step up, but if you don't understand what's going on, then you need to wake the fuck up. Not only is this a Cuba event, a Cuba thing, this is a world event. 
This isn't about politics. This is about saving lives. This is about unity, not division. And bottom line, this is about taking action. Let me tell you something, why I'm frustrated and, and when I see everybody out there and doing what they're doing, which I love what they're doing. Okay, because not only do we live for freedom, we ride for freedom, we die for freedom, but we motherfucking appreciate freedom. Mm -mm. And it, it gets me hot, it bothers me, and it frustrates me to a certain extent. Being a Cuban-American and having a platform to speak to the world and not being able to help my own people. Not being able to get them food, not being able to get them water, not being able to get them medicine. But most of all, not being able to help and really get them what they deserve, which is freedom. And this is my way of talking to the world. All world allies get together to help. Global businesses get together to help. People that we're so proud of, people such as a Jeff Bezos, Cuban-American, graduated from a high school in Miami, built one of the biggest companies in the world, the richest man in the world. He's somebody that can get involved and really help us on what we got. All we can do is create awareness, but politics are gonna be politics. And while they figure out what they figure mm. out, we need to figure out how to really help. We need to get creative, we need to figure out solutions. While they're losing their lives over there literally for something that we wake up every day and appreciate, which is freedom. So to everybody out there, stand up, step up, and if you don't understand, get with the motherfucking program and wake up. Because this is about freedom and it's about human rights. And to everybody in Cuba, keep the fight up. What's he saying? I <laughs> barely understood any of that. Like, I could catch certain words because, you know, I grew up in like a half Spanish household. So, you know, I would hear Cuban Spanish and Mexican Spanish are two completely different things. Really? But, you know, some words are similar. Here we go. Let's see if you can tell what he says right here. Hold on. Anything? No. Damn. Nope. Hold that on. shit's all gone. Nothing, huh? I don't know if you've noticed in there or not, but with, I think in Cuban, there's a little bit of French in there. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, uh, no, still, I don't know. Uh, but I do actually plan on uh, going back and taking like Spanish courses because I would love to be able to get on a show and just cuss you out in, in Spanish and have you not know anything that I'm saying. Oh, <laughs> it would be great, wouldn't it? To be able to learn another language or you could do something like that. Yeah. Dude, I got to put you on hold right now. Hang on for one second. Dude, that was my daughter. She is on vacation, and they flew mm -hmm. down to St. Martin. So it's the first time she's been out of the country, and what a fucking nightmare Where that is that is. at? St. Martin is an island down uh, in the Caribbean. Oh, okay. So they're down there for five days, and I tell you what, you... I got to tell you, until you have kids that are somewhere that might be dangerous, and you can't protect them, you don't know what nervous is. Oh, I can kind of understand it. Unless, oh. Until I experience it, no, I, I fully won't, but I, I can get it. And then the other thing is, you know, her, her boyfriend, nice kid, good guy. The problem with him is he is a lot like me when I was his age and, oh. you know, stubborn and thinks, <laughs> you know, that nothing can happen to, you know, nothing, can, he's bulletproof, nothing can happen to him. And I'm like, dude, you got my daughter with you. You know what? You got <laughs> to bring her back. 
Yeah, at least be bulletproof for her. Yeah, you know, sometimes you just <laughs> might like don't go off like they they're in this big five star resort and mm-hmm. they the, like all inclusive yeah, one that you all, don't really yeah, leave. Yeah, exactly. And he says, "Oh, we're gonna go outside and go scuba diving." I'm like, "Look at the fucking beach!" No, right don't there. do put, that. Yeah, put on some fucking flippers and a snorkel and go off the fucking beach. Yeah, because I was about to say, um, when my uh, my mom and my stepdad were still married, I think for their ten year anniversary, they went to Jamaica. Oh, there you go. To stay at a all inclusive resort, and I guess they went out for like an hour outside of the resort, and we're just like, yeah, we're not doing that again. It's fucking yeah, crazy. I went out of the country one time on my honeymoon. We went to Cancun, and mm-hmm. it was nice, beautiful resort. Everything was included. I mean, they had like six pools right there on the water. You go in, you get in the water, you go right up to a bar, and they've got yeah, you're just sitting there in the pool at a bar having a drink. I mean, it was amazing. And then, yes. yeah, just sitting there watching everything go on. And then we decided to take a fucking trip to the pyramids. So we get on this bus and we drive and it's like an hour and a half. I'm like, where the fuck are we going? And and we're on this one of these big Greyhound buses mm-hmm. and we're on dirt roads, just dirt roads. And all you see is buses and buses going back and buses coming forward. And I'm like, where the hell are they taking us? So we go to the Mayan ruins and we're sitting there and we're walking around. It's like 100 degrees. Humidity is 100%. We're soaking, ringing wet. I'm like, who the fuck thought of doing this? I mean, I will say that's something I would love to see is the Mayan ruins. It is cool. I'm not going to lie. But it was miserable there. It was, yeah. hot as bi- <laughs> it was hot as balls. I got a picture of my wife and she's looking at me and I always I make a meme out of it. It says, this is when she knew she fucked up. So, <laughs> so she goes and we decide back then you were allowed to walk up the steps. I don't think you can do that now because they're. No, you can't. All right. So back in 96, seven, 97, you were allowed to walk up the steps. So we walk all the way up to the top and I'm not going to lie. It was fucking beautiful up there. It was so cool to see everything. So now we're going to go walk down and she goes, I can't walk down. There's no railing. I'm like, what do you mean? She goes, I'm afraid I'm going to fall. So there's no elevator. What, what do you What do you mean? We got to go you down. Just fucking butt slide down the stairs. But what do you mean? That's what happened. I had to turn around. <laughs> I had to go down in front of her, step by step, and she had to sit on her butt and go down all the way down. I don't even know how many <laughs> fucking steps it was, all the way to the fucking bottom. It was fucking crazy. But anyhow, she's out there, and now she's in the show. And uh, so there you go. First pee break. First uh, thing that happened. I wouldn't have taken it, but she, you know she was just. Just got there. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's that's something that you have to take. The thing is, uh, speaking of the phones and everything, there's a tracker, flight tracker, and you can watch in real time the plane fly across. It tells you the altitude, the airspeed, and you can really? watch it fly. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. And you can't imagine how many planes are in the air at the same time in this country or around the world. I mean, it's everywhere. It goes everywhere. It's, just, it's amazing. And it's a free app. It's called Flight Tracker. And I downloaded it. I watched her go from Philadelphia to Fort Lauderdale and then Fort Lauderdale to St. Martin. And uh, it's amazing. So, and you can watch, you can actually see like the plane come into the airport and land. And then you watch a taxi right to the thing. It tells you exactly when it gets there. And you think to yourself, how all this fucking technology, uh, why can't we fix more than we do? But uh, that's a story for another day. We can't fix more than we do because everybody's always mad about the wrong fucking thing. That's why. I know. I listen. I hope that I don't know what's going to happen in Cuba. I really don't. But what it might do 
is show this country what the fuck could happen if we allow this socialism. Ah, it's fine. They just don't know how to do it there. They didn't know how to do it in Russia. They don't know how to do it in China. They didn't know how to do it in, in Venezuela. Most of these really hard left-leaning people are in a form of either, you know, a communist or a socialist. Yeah. And they'll proudly say it. Black Lives Matter is for the Cuban government. Right. There you go. And that's one one biggest thing that I have always said, like when I was reading up on the Cold War when I was in school, is better dead than red, dude, because... I'll be damned if you take my guns away from me. <laughs> I, I know. I I'm mean, starting that's, to sound like Anthony Cumia Anthony now. Well, here's the deal. <laughs> the thing is that that's one of the reasons why they are very, they're walking this thing back and they're walking it slowly because yeah. there's three over 300 million guns in this country. There's yeah. more guns than people. Oh, yeah. And they're just the ones that are registered. Forget about the fucking ones that aren't. I can't yeah, even the imagine. Ones are just wandering around on the fucking streets all day. Sure, my buddy uh, went down to buy ammunition for his gun, mm-hmm. and they will only let you buy five boxes, amount. eight boxes if you have the credit card for Cabela's. A box of three hundred eight ammunition is seventy dollars. Jesus fucking Christ! For twenty shells. I mean, hey, you know, like what Biden said. Uh, if you want to go against the government, you need F-15s and nuclear bombs. No, you don't. I mean, that's what he said. Andy whispered it. That was also really fucking weird. Yeah, well, he is weird. He, I, <laughs> look what happened in Afghanistan. They've held on for 20 years, and we're just moving the fuck out. We're like, yeah, fuck it. We can't do anything with these people. No, we can't. They're out of their fucking mind. We're getting out of here. That's why I'm so sick of like seeing the fucking free Palestine. And I'm just like, that. this has been their fucking problem this entire time. This feud over this certain part of land, this isn't our problem anymore. Listen, they've been fighting over that since man could walk upright. Yeah, I know. There hasn't been a rock in the same place for five minutes since man was alive. Right. Maybe, maybe we did have, not we, but Christians in the beginning, you know, with the starts of the Crusades and everything had something to do with it. But I'm pretty sure they were fighting about shit beforehand because that's just how man was. We're fighters. And still is. Yeah, we're fighters. I know. Yeah. We just have uh, bigger, you know, we have better weapons now. Yeah. We don't, we don't have bigger fish to fry anymore. No. Either we squabble over petty little political bullshit with people that you know that are supposed to be friend and family, or you're out there shooting people that you don't know. Here's the other thing. This is what Biden forgets. The people in those F-15s that they have to fly, you know, they've taken an oath to uphold the Constitution of the United States. Right. And you think they're going to fly and attack their own people. I don't know. Yeah. Hey, uh, I wanted to get into this one story that you had up here about the, oh, yeah, go ahead. the trans people. Oh, my God. Please, <laughs> this is like one of the most confusing stories I've ever fucking read. Okay, so this DC couple has a father, and the father is now the mother and is attempting to breastfeed the child. <laughs> and the mother is now the father. Like, how many more steps do you need? So there is a, they're a married couple. Yes. The mother is a trans male. Yep. And then the the one, the the birth, I have it here. The birthing person 
is the male is the man now who is yes. tr- who transient who transitioned from a woman to a man. That's the birthing person. Yes. So the mother is actually the male yes. who has transitioned to a woman. Now, I don't see how that could be more fucked. I mean, to be honest with you, life you should come in and take the child away. But whatever. I mean, I've seen <laughs> I've seen fucking worse parents that were Oh yeah, me too. All right. But this is here, so here we go. Eating our family. Oh, I just put it over here. The baby has been able to latch, but I've not been able to produce any milk. That's okay. You're a fucking dude! No fucking shit, Sherlock! <laughs> There's nipples, but no milk. There's faucets, no pipes. Oh my god. And and, and this I don't Shocked when I first saw this story, I was blown away. I was like, is this what this what what we're coming to now? I don't know. I don't know. But how does this That's like saying me and you could adopt a child, John, and you could be the mother and you could try to breastfeed that child. <sighs> yeah, I guess I could. I got tits. But what the fuck? But I, you know, they can latch on, but nothing's happening. So let me get back to this thing again. Ah, you whore. What just happened? Oh, here we go. There's an ad now. It says, hard to be a new mom. Learn about clinical research studies in severe postpartum depression. Which one's in postpartum depression, the man or the woman? I don't know. Having to deal with the women's bullshit after she has a child could be pretty depressing for a man. I just, the the whole (laughs) breastfeeding thing is just, I mean, it blows me the fuck away. Let's see if I can play it again. Hang on. It won't even let me play it again. You whore. See, I knew I should have done something different with this. Well, that's basically all I really wanted to talk about. How is he, they're supplementing the child? They're supplementing the child because the child's not getting enough breast milk from the right. man. So basically, they're giving the kid formula and they're making this poor fucking baby latch on to a man's nipple that does not produce milk. Right, and and it's probably going to be a birth defect because have you ever heard of a a thing where they're a tongue pusher? In other words, they they end up pushing their tongue in from their back and it. it affects their speech and everything else could be latching up to a nipple that doesn't work so they're just fucking fiddling around with that nipple for no reason yeah they end up the kid's gonna end up being a tongue thruster for fuck's sake listen i've heard about tongue punching but i've never heard about tongue thrusting well tongue thrusting is where tongue thrusting is where you take your tongue and you thrust it up against the back of your teeth when you talk it is actually kind of a speech impediment gives you a little bit of a lisp yeah, this poor fucking kid, either that is going to have buck tooth to be able to eat a corn on a cob through a fucking picket fence. I don't know. But the problem is that this shit goes on. And if you say anything, you're the bad guy. Right. You're the bad guy. In other words, hey, dude, stop making that baby suckle your nipples. You're transphobic. Right. And then guess what? The baby can't suck on the birthing person because the right. birthing person had its fucking tits removed. So there ain't nothing there either. Just give the kid a fucking bottle. Get a fucking bottle or find a surrogate if you want that kind of connection. You know, there's actually people that will pump milk. There's right. a milk yes. bank and they can give the milk and they go, oh, I wouldn't want somebody else's milk for my baby. I'm like, you drink cow's milk right. all the fucking well, because, time. Because, you know, I'm in the same boat where it comes to like, you know, if me and my girlfriend come to the point where we want to have a kid. Mm-hmm. I would much rather my child be breastfed if she can do it. Yeah. Because there are 
infinite amounts of benefits to do that. Sure. And I want the best for my spawn, even though it'll probably be a Hellion. <laughs> you never know. My kids all yeah, turned no, out okay. This next one. So this is what I'm talking about. So the next story is the Shark Advocates. Oh. So in other words, you know what we're being? We're being too mean to sharks. Okay, wait, wait. How are we being mean to sharks? Because sharks we, are mean to us. <laughs> no, no. See, that's the, see, oh, you're, okay. you're part of the problem, Devin, and that's the problem right oh, here. Oh, I'm part of the problem? Yes, because violent oh, okay. attacks are not violent attacks. They are interactions. So in other words, people don't have, there's no such thing as a shark attack, because that's too nice. It's not really fair to the shark, because we are actually in his environment. You don't see a shark actually killing somebody on the, in a city street or anything. We are in his environment. So that's the problem. So who's attacking whom here? Uh, so what they're doing, and this happened in Australia. And you know how I feel about Australians. Uh, they, are, <laughs> they are saying that we should refrain from using the word attack in reference to sharks, declaring that the majestic predatory fish has been unfairly stigmatized as a deliberate killer. Instead, we should use violent run-ins with sharks to be dubbed more with neutral words, such as interactions. Other suggestions, uh, say swapping the word for terms like a negative encounter, an incident, or maybe simply bites. A shark attack is a lie. The University oh, of Sydney God. language researcher said, who argued that the majority of peop what people call attacks are merely nips and minor injuries from small sharks. Nips and minor injuries, huh? So when somebody comes out of the water missing a fucking leg, that's a nip or a minor fucking injury? Well, they say there's not that many. There's like 19 shark attacks that kill people a year. It's not really that big of a deal. But the problem is the sharks are now offended. Or, you know what, the people that like sharks are offended because this is a inherent assumption that sharks are ravenous, mindless, man-eating monsters. I'm sorry, did they forget that, like, fish don't have very big brains? Like, they can't... First of all, they don't feel pain. They don't? They don't have that part of their brain. I didn't know that. How yeah. about that? So I had to worry about, oh, I had to feel bad for a shark if it comes up and bites me. Yeah. Oh, So I'm if sorry. I want to punch in the fucking nose, I'm the bad guy? <laughs> Mr. Shark, please don't have a negative interaction with me. Let's be friendly towards each other. I don't know if you ever saw... Uh, let's see, back in... I guess it was... 2015 there was a uh, surfer and he was they were he was actually in a an event like he was in an event and a shark attacked him it during the event they saw the shark that you could see the dorsal fin the guy's fucking fighting this shark i think he got bit he had and he had a, a slight injury I, I don't know if he lost his leg or whatever so yeah we're going to rebrand sharks they're no more they're not shark attacks they're shark negative interactions well, I guess you could you could brand me as a sharkist because fuck sharks. <laughs> a sharkist? You no, because sharkist. The whole reason why they enter into like shallow fucking water is when they're hungry. Sure. Right. Yes. How long have humans been doing water sports for? Like surfing and all that. It's been a fucking minute, and we all know that when sharks look up, I don't even know if they can look up because they have the stupid fucking faces of theirs, but. When they see above the water, when a surfer is on a surfboard, it looks like another animal. It looks like a seal. And that's why they attack, yes. I mean, I love Shark Week when it comes on. Oh, yeah, no, it's fucking great. 
And the best thing is where they took a, like a seal, I guess it was a decoy, and they put a camera on it, and they drug it behind the boat in great white uh, infested waters. And this fucking shark comes out of the thing and hits the, and you can see the camera, you can see the shark come up and just grab this thing and just go right into the air with it and then come down. It's amazing. Yeah, it's, listen, the same thing with killer whales. Yeah, they're pretty. Yeah, I, I watched Free Willy. I understand. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, but they're they're fucking killers. I, one of the things the guy's sitting there, he's on a kayak. He's I guess he's up. I don't know where he was. He's in a kayak and he's out there. And all of a sudden, you see the fucking dorsal fin of a killer whale. And he's like, he's shitting himself because he can't he's get like, the oh, shoe into. Oh, yeah, oh fuck, oh fuck. <laughs> and and the only reason he's still alive is that fucking thing didn't want him because it could have had him. I mean, it was huge. And he's well, t- thinking and- the fucking swallowed him. So what does he do? He grabs his fucking phone and he starts recording it. Oh, of course I, I would have just—I would have never grabbed my phone. I would have shit in no, my pants. I've been like, no, I'm out of here. I'm going home. <laughs> I would have been paddling, <laughs> paddling right. my ass off, shitting myself. That's exactly what I would have been doing, and crying like a little girl. Don't yeah. leave me. It's fucking scary, man. <laughs> the furthest animal interaction that I've had like that that has been that terrifying. Because I used to go out hunting with my granddad, and I was charged by a buck. And my granddad was just like, just stand there and stand your ground. And I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah, don't what run. do you mean stand my ground? Don't run? No. No, you got to stand And I there, just gotta... fucking stood there and stared at it, and it just stopped. And I'm just like, divine intervention, divine intervention, please. <laughs> we uh, went deer hunting down in the south, and there's the wild boars down there. Oh, and you got to really be careful because those bastards, they're they're while you're out hunting, they're hunting you. Oh, and yeah. They're nasty. And there's a lot of them. Now, I didn't really see any before, but I they were out there and you could see where they're rooting around and shit. And, I, you know, my head was on a swivel because, you know, I had a bolt action rifle. So if you you got one, if you basically got one shot, <laughs> you got one shot to put this thing down. It's weird being out there hunting where in an area where something can kill you, too. Yeah, I know. So I got a question for you. What's so that? you're in a relationship with a young lady? Yes. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being the craziest, where would you put her on that scale? I hope she's not standing right by the door. No, she's not. I'm looking. She's not by the door. Uh, she- I mean, she has her really good days. Okay. And then there's some days where it's just like... uh I understand. Huh. I, I don't know if she's going to throw me out the window or not. <laughs> okay, so I, I need a number. Like, I'm like she's a solid eight. I'm crazy. Okay, so she's I, a and solid. And I'm, cra- I'm crazy, too. I, no, I'm so. listening. I understand the justification in case she listens to this thing, and she's a, I'm sure she's a wonderful woman and a loving person. No, she and, is. And you get along like, great, but it, every once in a while, oh you, know, a, you know, crazy eights come out. And yep. it gets a little weird, right? I get it. I know. I mean, I've been in those relationships, too. I understand. I mean, I've had women throw fucking things through the TV set and hit me with a fucking mirror. It's, been, it's nuts, <laughs> right? Yeah. But what I've never had happen is a woman take boiling water and put sugar in it. Oh, my God. And pour it all over me like this woman did to her w- husband. Weren't they elderly? She's 59. She's my uh. age. This is in Britain. The, a mm-hmm. British mom was sentenced to life in prison for killing her husband with boiling water and sugar. She told the police that he had sexually assaulted their two children. 
So here's mm. there's a lot of mistakes that happened here. I mean, this is uh, to be honest with you, this is I can't believe that it took her this long to kill this guy. So basically, he was 21 okay, years point. he's 21 years older than her. So he's 80, she's 59. Is that great? Yeah, 20 yeah, 21 years older. I do math. <laughs> and they had two kids. The son committed suicide in 2007. Oh. And the daughter come out and said that they that the father had sexually abused both of them, but they never said anything. And when she found out about this, she lost her fucking mind. So he's 80 years old. She wait for him, waited for him to go to sleep. She boiled a pot of water, threw five pounds of sugar in it, melted it down like a syrup, and poured it all over him when he fucking slept. That's a solid 10 in crazy. Oh, yeah, that is. In other words, you didn't want to hurt this guy. And you didn't want to kill him quick. You wanted him to fucking suffer. You wanted suffer. him to fucking suffer. Suffer, suffer, suffer. He died in the hospital five weeks after repeated surgeries and skin grafts. Okay, so now that I hear the other parts of the story, because the only part of the story that I heard was that she was mad at him and did this. I didn't know about these sexual allegations. I'm telling you, dude, when you have kids and you found out somebody hurt your kids. Oh, no, you go fucking nuts. You go insane. Honest to God, I don't think she should got a life in prison. I think she should have. No, I don't think so either. Like now that I hear the whole story, I thought it was like some like minor kerfuffle because they've been married for so long, which, you know, because being married to somebody for a really long time. Did they do this to send a message to anybody else? You can't get away with this. I don't care what your husband did. Sexual abuse to, you know, in the marriage, physical abuse. Were you old enough to watch this? The movie Burning Bed with uh, Farrah Fawcett in it? I don't think I ever saw that movie, no. Dude, at the end of that movie, you were rooting for her to set that motherfucker on fire. I mean, it was just ridiculous. So, again, I get it. But in today's day and age, there's... You know, there's things that you can do. People, you know, you can go to places. You can have, uh, you can have them put in jail. I'm not saying that it's not the. How can I put this? In other words, there's things that you can do. You can get away from this guy. Maybe back in the day right. you couldn't, but now mm-hmm. you can get away. You can go to a shelter. You can call the police. Restraining orders. I mean, I, I, people walk right. They don't care about rest- more people. More women get killed by their significant others that had a restraining order on them. They, they yeah, no, they do. They have no bite. I mean, you should get a restraining order and a pistol. That's what yes. you should get. Or a taser or a fucking Rottweiler or something like that that would, you can protect yourself with. But they give you a piece of paper and as he's stabbing you, look, I got a restraining order. And you <laughs> right. should be able to that's do it. this. Yeah. What, what else are you supposed to do? See, that's why um, one really good thing that I'm glad that my granddad taught me about was proper gun usage and safety mm-hmm. so that's what i'm going to treat to her because we're not in a bad area but still in general like you know she's young she just turned 21 so i'd rather her just be safe and you know know how to use it if something ever did come to that because i swear to god oh boy i can totally understand if somebody does something like that to her i would go fucking nuts but then again, you got to worry about again the, the, the time. Yeah, the justice system and everything, but it just doesn't work. Like these people that do these type of things, like I know a lot of people don't believe in like capital punishment anymore. 
but like what I've always said for pedophiles and stuff like that, yeah, it's a, like the worst offenders mm-hmm. sh- should absolutely be castrated on live TV. I, I agree. I think they should. Because that's how you learn a fucking lesson. But no, everyone always has to have a heart. Why have a heart for these people? Well, I understand that, and I agree with you. But the thing is, that what they say is if they know that they're going, that's going to happen to them, that when they do this, they just kill the child and, and take them somewhere and bury them and you never find them. Yeah, so, true. You know, it, but then again, I don't know. It's fucking stupid. It, it, no, it's, it's too fucking convoluted, especially for two idiots like us to figure out. Well, I know. <laughs> listen, what I'm saying here is I understand, you know, the hate and rage that she had. And oh, you yeah, can tell too. by, like, she just didn't stab him or beat him to death with a frying pan or everything. She thought, how can I kill this motherfucker the slowest, most painful way that I can think of? Right. And you know what I say? Bravo. Because I yeah. never, ever thought to melt sugar in water because it would be stickier and stick to him and yeah, burn Yeah, it's more. like napalm. Uh, yeah, it's actually, yeah. Uh, it's, yeah, poor man's napalm. That's exactly what it is. Poor man's napalm. How about that? Hmm. Might be able to use that in a other situation. But it's like, like the closest thing I've ever felt to that type of anger where I was, you know, that close to, you know, doing something absolutely stupid that would have ruined my life is I found out that one of my, uh, one of my sister's ex-boyfriends was hitting her. I've never had that situation. So I know. Oh my fucking God. The, the last time I saw him was at the place of my job, and it was like, I think, two weeks after all this shit happened, and they finally broke up, and uh, he came up to order at the front counter while I was there. You think he did that on purpose? The, oh, the person on the front counter was just like, uh, oh, hey, can I take your order? And I was just like, I'll take care of this. And I walked right up to the fucking front counter and I grabbed him by the scruff of his fucking neck and I was like, if you ever talk to her again. No shit. Like, just leave her the fuck alone. I mean, I, I certainly do get it, but uh, to do that right there at work, I mean, God forbid someone didn't get a camera and get you on film for that. Oh, I know, right? right. He was the only one in there. Oh, and okay. all of everybody that works there knows how uh, cuckoo, cuckoo <laughs> is going on up here, so... <laughs> Hey, you know what? Uh, maybe we have something we can use for these uh, pedophiles and women abusers. What's that? Well, a man nearly strangled his penis to death with rubber bands. This might be a punishment. An Illinois man suffering from dementia was hospitalized after binding his genitals with rubber bands until his penis began to rot. Whoa. Dude, I don't know what's going on. I guess they're they're washing your house over there? Oh, yeah. No, it's <laughs> right by my fucking window now. <laughs> Holy shit. I was yeah, like, what no, just... it's fucking bad. I thought I thought Let's there was a tornado it. coming through. I'd rather be my ho- my fucking house be clean than I you hear know. you. Hold on a second. Let's see if the how long will this take? This is what it sounds like to wash off John Jamingo after a long day out in the hot sun. <laughs> just soap him down and just turn on the big <sighs> Hey, I'm not lying. I got one of those things you know for the in the shower, you know, yeah. on the wand, I put that in all the right spots and give it a good squirting. Get yourself nice and clean. Wow. Very cool. <laughs> I don't know very whether to cool. take this. I'm very happy with this right now. I don't know whether to take this out or leave it in. <laughs> so basically what they're saying is... 
that if you take and put a lot of rubber bands on your penis and nutsack, you don't get any blood flow, and that means no oxygen supply, and then the organ begins to die. So did that mean that this man also wanted to be trans? Is that why he did this? I don't know. Maybe he was going to, if he didn't have popsicle sticks and he was just trying to get a hard on. Oh my God, this is ridiculous. Not only did the man have dementia, but he was also in diabetic ketoacidosis, which was a deadly reaction to low levels of insulin stemming from an uncontrollable diabetes again. Hold on. I can see them right outside my window. (laughs) His wife revealed that he wrapped his scrotum in rubber bands and refused to remove them for three days. Whoa. If you can't take and knock down an 81-year-old man and take the rubber bands off his nutsack, I think that she just... What kind of wife are you? Yeah, exactly. You don't love your husband. You're like, you know what? This will probably do it. This will kill him. And I don't want to put up with his shit anymore. However, when asked about a testicle tourniquet, the man seemed confused. (laughs) Here's the best part. In order to prevent further degradation, doctors burned out the dead flesh with a hot wire and excised it with scalpels. They also inserted a catheter into the unfortunate soul's urethra to drain the reservoir of urine urine that had pooled because the patient's groin garret, G-A-R-R-O-T, not a medical guy, had prevented him from peeing. Maybe that's it. Maybe he was tired of pissing Having himself all the time. piss all the time? Well, not only that, but, you know, dribbling. You know, when you get to, old, when you get oh, to be yeah. old. Oh, yeah, when you get old, you just kind of start to... Mm-hmm. With the help of... An- I'm, not, I'm just trying to scream over the... <laughs> I, think, I think you're fine now. Okay. With the help of antibiotics, the patient recovered within five days. However, he failed to appear at his follow-up appointment, so we don't know. Who knows? I don't I know. probably died. You think so? Maybe. Well, you would think that someone would find out. Oh, my God. I uh, See, I don't know why at first when I saw a man binding his penis with rubber bands, I thought it had something to do with jelking. But no, I was... Well, well, uh, what's that? Do you know what jelking is? I don't know what that is. Please so explain. So apparently, uh, it's this maneuver that you do with your penis because, mm-hmm. you know, uh, when you get an erection, the... Uh, the flesh that's around your dick mm. is very spongy, so yeah, it's malleable and can be moved. So I guess if you do like certain things, you can give yourself a bigger penis. That's what I thought at first. When I first saw rubber bands around a man's penis, I was like, oh, is he just trying to joke? Is this the thing for the, like, is it cock ring also work? Again, I don't know this. I have to look Okay, it up. no, a cock ring just... Okay, keep going by my window. So what's please, going on with the please. cock ring? <laughs> the cock ring usually gets put like right uh, either. I know where uh, it goes. I've seen where it goes. Yeah, the vibrating part either goes on the top uh, or the bottom. It depends on what you're doing to your woman. The cock uh, ring is mostly for her. The vibrating also stimulates a male too. I gotcha. Okay. I've, I've heard people that put them on and then get engorged and it won't go down. And they got to oh, go to yeah. the hospital and get it cut off. That's got to be embarrassing. Yeah, no. Thank God I haven't had anything like that happen to me. I remember myself being like 12 years old, 
and like I suck, I stuck my like half soft dick into a shampoo bottle, and then it got too hard and it wouldn't come out, and I got really fucking scared. I would imagine you did. How'd you get it out? <laughs> uh, I just waited for it to go soft. My mom was wondering why I was in the shower for so long. They say they can't go soft once they're once it's there's no way for it to go I, back. I don't in. know how it happened. I was just waiting. I was thankful because that's the last thing I wanted to do to my mother. <laughs> you didn't watch. You've never watched The Sopranos, have you? Oh, I have. I love did The Sopranos. See, did you ever see it when Junior got his hand stuck in the in the garbage disposal? He couldn't get yes. his hand out. Well, you know that's how they catch monkeys, right? Yeah. They get a basket and there's and they put fruit in, uh, or you know, they put a fruit or a nut inside the basket, and the monkey goes and grabs the thing and tries to pull it out, but his hand's too big when he's holding on to it, and he's too fucking stupid to let it go. So he sits there holding the the nut, trying to get it out, and yeah, he won't. <laughs> he won't let it out. <laughs> hey, just to follow, just to finish the story up. Unfortunately, this isn't the first case of phallic strangulation, a practice generally associated with psychiatric disorders and sexual deviancy. Last year, a Ukraine man had to be hospitalized after his wife fastened a chastity nut to his penis to stop him from sleeping around. What a woman. I don't know what a chastity nut is. I don't know either, and I don't want to know yet. Maybe that's the name of this episode, chastity <clears throat> nut. There we go. <laughs> we got to come up that with a works. name. That works. All right. Well, dude, I think that's it. This is the first episode. I honestly think that this went... Uh, way better than any of those other episodes that we did. With the Rubberneckers? We'll talk about the Rubberneckers at another time. You don't want to talk about the Rubberneckers? No, I'm not saying <laughs> I don't want to talk about them. I'm just saying I think it just went better. Like, it flowed better. Like, we kept talking. There was not a lot of fucking pauses in between. All right. Hey, listen, I forgot to do my rhymes. Oh, yeah, go ahead. So, this, today, I was a friend of mine was on Facebook, and he had a, a post on there by Andrew Dice Clay. Mm-hmm. He said, where's this guy now? And I, he's still touring. I mean, Dice is still touring. He's out doing comedy. That's a surprise. But, you know, now you see him. He's got the white hair. He's got the Harry Carey glasses on. And I went and I looked at some of his old uh, stand-up. And the ones I love is the, are the nursery rhymes. And I thought to myself, these were like in the 80s, these nursery rhymes. But now that you're older, Dice, you know, you're in your 60s. Would any of these rhymes change so I was laying in bed watching these and scratching my nuts. I came up with three. I don't know if they're going to be good or not, but let's try it. Okay. Little Miss Muffet sat on a tuffet, eating her curds and whey. Along came a stoner and showed her his boner and scared that bitch away. Ooh. <laughs> How about this one? Hickory dickory dock. I took a pill to stiffen my cock. My cock turned blue. Can't shoot my goo. I need to find a hick dick dock. <laughs> oh! <laughs> All right, let's try this last one. All right. Hey, little diddle, you're fat in the middle, and you can't get no poon. Shell out a hundy, you might get some undies. You incel loser, go fucking jerk off to a cartoon. Oh! Okay, that last one I really liked. I'm glad that you saved that last one for last. Of course, I always try to make the. You always want to leave them. Yeah, you gotta more. lead them. You gotta lead them into the jokes. Right. right. Again, and, you know, it was like I said, it was just something fun to do while I was sitting around. I was like, yeah, yeah I wonder exactly. if eh, you're older now. Maybe these rhymes would be different at this age. Whatever. Yeah. Don't tell Dave I said this, but I have honestly <laughs> prepared more for this show than I ever did on Rubberneckers. <laughs> hey, you don't think he's going to find out about this? Oh, I know he is. I just want to piss him off. 
There we go. Because oh, I get so, it. It's it's the low level troll. I get it, dude. No, for some reason he thinks that because uh, he's he said, "Oh, I'm trying to run everyone off." I was like, "You realize I'm like, I'm like a barnacle. You can't just get rid of me. I don't get mad. I don't get mad at fucking dumb low level jokes. Like I'm just gonna stick here." So the podcast that Devin and I started, the one with lasted six point two episodes was called Rubberneckers, and, uh, and one of the hosts was named Dave, and uh, he's from Australia. That's why when I make the joke about, you know, you know how I like people in Australia. Uh, and again, I don't hate the whole country because uh, I know a, a one other guy that's very lovely there, Harry, my love, and, uh, you know, he's a good guy. So not everybody is, is, in, is Australia is all fucked up. But that's where Devin and I met, and hopefully, like I said, I, I had a ball. This was a lot of fun. I would love to do Oh, this yeah, again me too. Week. I actually had a great fucking time. Like, I don't feel exhausted right now. I'm like, I, I have energy. <laughs> the other podcast, and again, this po- we just started this thing. We could have guests. We can do whatever. We can oh, do yeah, whatever, we can the, do whatever fuck the fuck we want. We want. It's our we show. We can bring people on. Who knows? You know, we'll see what happens. And uh, we appreciate you listening. And we actually, dude, I don't know if you know this. You don't because I didn't tell you. We actually have a Twitter account, believe it or not. Okay, it's already. Gaslighting Pod. Gaslighting right. Pod. At Twitter. There you go. So you can check us out there. And uh, come on back next week for another episode of uh, Gaslighting. Yep. See you guys later.